0: Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The text is the Old Testament lesson appointed for this day, Malachi 3 to 4. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You can hear it. You can hear it from the ethical businessman when he is passed over for a promotion when the company promotes an unethical and dishonest employee. You can hear it from the conscientious nurse who knows this patient needs more care, but the hospital wants to prematurely dismiss the patient to increase their profits. You can hear it from the honest student when other students cheat. You can hear it from the faithful pastor when the people don't want to really hear the Bible, when they prefer to hear wealth and prosperity preaching. You can hear it from the Orthodox teacher, when the Orthodox position gets gets mocked and ridiculed, when heresy gets all the prime time. You can hear it. It might be a whisper, but you can hear it. You can hear faithful Christians muttering to themselves, what's the point? Why even bother trying to be ethical? Why even bother trying to be an orthodox teacher and preach the word of God and its truth and purity? In the end, there is no recognizable difference between right and wrong, no recognizable difference between truth and falsehood. In the end, everything gets treated the same as various shades of gray, Why even bother serving the Lord? Well, how about you? Are you laboring in vain? Such despondency was felt by the ancient people of Jerusalem at the time of Malachi, about 450 B.C. They had returned from Babylonian exile. They had rebuilt the temple. But where was the kingdom of God? Their life was tough, and the wicked and the arrogant were the ones who prospered and who did well. The people of Jerusalem were muttering to themselves, as recorded earlier in Malachi 3, It is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge, or of walking as in mourning before Yahweh of heavenly armies? And now we call the arrogant blessed, evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. The people felt that they were wasting their time serving the Lord. The arrogant and the wicked are the ones who were doing well. It is vain. It is empty. It is without value to serve God. God, through his prophet Malachi, responded to their despondency. And those same words speak to us as well. Then those who feared Yahweh spoke with one another. Yahweh paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared Yahweh and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says Yahweh of heavenly armies, in the day when I make up my treasured possession, and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve him. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the arrogant and all evildoers will be stubble, the day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says Yahweh of heavenly armies, so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out leaping like calves from the stall, and you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says Yahweh of heavenly armies. God hears the despondency of his people and responds. How? With his promise, with his advent promise. In Christ Jesus, he has written your name in his book of life, in his book of remembrance. You were bought with a price, the price of Christ's own blood. You are his treasured possession. God hears the despondency of his people and responds. How? With his promise, with his advent promise. The day of the Lord is coming. On that day you will see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between those who serve God and those who only serve themselves. The day is coming, burning like an oven, and it will consume all the self-serving arrogant. But for you who believe in the Lord, who fear his name, the day will dawn. The sun of righteousness will shine with healing in its wings. The long, dark winter of suffering will come to an end. And the bright dawn of God's vindication and healing will arrive. Then you will leap like calves. You are not laboring in vain. The day of the Lord will surely come. It will come quickly. And when it comes, you will once again see the distinction between service of God and service of self. Everything is not simply gray. There is a clear distinction between right and wrong, between truth and falsehood, between serving God and serving idols. The day is coming when that distinction will be made clear and evident. That is God's promise, his Advent promise. But I must confess that I'm still a little nervous. Am I so righteous? All our righteousness is as filthy rags. In and of ourselves there is no one righteous, no, not one. What about the sin that has thoroughly infected and corrupted each one of us? Earlier in Malachi 3, God announced these words. Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple and the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight. Behold, he is coming, says Yahweh of heavenly armies. But who can endure the day of his coming and who can stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will sit as a refiner and purifier of silver and he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver and they will belong to Yahweh bringers of an offering in righteousness. Then the offering of Judah and Jerusalem will be pleasing to Yahweh, as in the days of old and as in former years. When the day of the Lord comes, the Lord will come to his temple to purify. Not just to purify Gentiles and not just to purify laity, but to purify even the Levitical priests, Everyone needs to be purified. He will come and purify like a refiner of gold and silver. Then they will belong to the Lord. Then they will worship in righteousness. The surprise of the fulfillment is this. This day of the Lord announced by Malachi ends up split in two. The Lord comes twice. And his first coming already took place. In the fullness of time, Yahweh sent his messenger, the Lord of the Covenant, his only begotten Son, who became incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary. The incarnate Lord of the Covenant carried out his public ministry in Palestine. And the incarnate Lord was intent on going to the temple in Jerusalem. It was his temple, his own temple. He went to his temple to suffer and die. There, just outside the walls of Jerusalem, he was crucified for sinful Israel, for the Levitical priests, for Gentiles, for you and for me. He was crucified. The Lord came to his temple in order to become the sacrifice himself, to be offered on the cross, who took away our sins, upon whom our sins were laid and who suffered the wrath of God in our place. On the third day he was gloriously raised from the dead. Thereby God the Father declared him righteous and through that acquitted us. He was delivered up for our trespasses, raised for our justification. You and I are now righteous in the sight of God by God's undeserved favor, through faith, not works, on the basis of the all-sufficient sacrifice of the Lord of the covenant. The Lord came ahead of time to purify you. Through holy baptism, he gave you the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Through the Lord's Supper, he again comes to purify you as he gives you his life-giving body and his sin-cleansing blood. The Lord Jesus Christ has already made you all his priests, his pure, holy priests, so that you might offer up sacrifices to him in righteousness. Because of that first coming, we can look forward in confidence to his second coming. In the words of Hebrews 9, Christ, having been offered once to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin but to save those who eagerly wait for him. The Lord of the covenant is coming again. And on that day, the distinction will be plain and evident. The distinction between righteousness and wickedness, between God's truth and Satan's lies, between Jesus Christ as Lord and the pretense of the world. On that day, there will be a clear distinction between service of the living God and service of idols. On that day, the church militant will become the church triumphant. On that day, there will no longer be indifference or hostility to the name of Jesus Christ, only praise and doxology. This is not wishful thinking. This is not pie in the sky, never, never land. This is the promise of God spoken through his prophet Malachi. Believe the promise. Serve the Lord with gladness. Maranatha, come Lord Jesus. Amen. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. Amen.